This is a loving reminder that my free five-day challenge is starting next week. I'm going live every day starting June 21st, and you will learn exactly how to grow from anxious to secure through the power of inner child healing in just five days. Don't miss this free chance to work with me. I am so excited. Make sure to sign up in the link below or go to bygloriazang.com slash challenge and sign up today. Today is a very, very special interview with someone who's very important in my life. One of my best friends from high school, Chris. And in celebration of Pride Month, we're going to be talking all things today on what inner child healing is like as a trans and non-binary person for people in the LGBTQ plus community and friends who might be supporting those who may be transitioning. Plus, we're diving into really juicy topics like bad experiences or funny experiences with therapy, misdiagnoses of ADHD as a kid, and how to be unapologetically yourself, and so much more. Keep listening because this is a really good one. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing so good. And thank you, Gloria, for inviting me to the Inner Child Podcast. Well, I am currently having a raging UTI. So I'm literally sitting here with like this huge hot water bag on my tummy. So I'm glad that you still came on the show. (laughs) We rescheduled this a lot of times. Yes, we did. And I'm so sorry that that's going on with you. That sucks. <laughs> Thank you for being so open with no. the world about it. Oh. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> well, Chris is one of my good friends I've known for like over a decade now. Chris, can you share how we met? Uh, we met in high school, I believe. You were in charge of the anime club. <laughs> and me being a sad little... A little loner back then. I said, hmm, maybe I'll go hang out with those losers over there. And those losers became my very good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met in high school and so many good times, Gloria. I remember, I think the first time I met you specifically, I was sitting down by the lockers. I think I was having a pretty rough day and you just came over. And back then you had pretty cool emo hair. I thought you were so cool. <laughs> Still do. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember you sat down next to me and I was just being a sad little grump and you gave me some of your lunch and I was just like, this person is my friend now. Like, <laughs> what a nice thing to do. I did? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> you were probably going Aww. through it, but yeah, you sat down <laughs> next to me and you were just like, here, have like my whole apple. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> but it was so nice. Just Okay. It's starting to come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thanks. I'm so glad we're friends. Yeah, me too. We have so many good memories doing anime things, parties, and, you know, just experiencing each other's lives and 
how much we've grown, which is really cool. Yeah. High school was really weird, but it was fun at the same time because I think we had each other. I think high school is weird for everyone, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So I would also like to start off by saying happy Pride Month to everybody who is listening to this podcast. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Yeah, today's episode was going to be a special for that. We might as well dive right in, Chris. All right. Because we were talking about having you come on the show and we had some ideas, but can you share your story of self-discovery and what it was like coming up for you? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I identify as a non-binary trans-masculine person. I have gone through my HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy medication. So I look quite different than I did when we first met. Same person, though. <laughs> Same exact person. <laughs> For me, I was always a very active person. And I find that when you learn more about your body through any kind of activities, like let's say you like dancing, you like any kind of sports, even just walking, getting to know your body, I think, is the first step, especially for me, because then you just notice some outliers in how you feel about your body and how you're presenting. So when I was younger, when I was a child, I didn't understand my feelings at all. Many trans-identifying kids probably are very confused when they're younger, and it took me a very long time to realize that I was transgender. Probably once I turned around 23, actually, so I was a bit late to the party. But back then when I was a kid, my parents had no clue what was going on with me. So I was diagnosed with ADHD, I went to therapy almost every day, but what it really was was actually... PTSD that was forming, as well as dysphoria and depression. And for a lot of child therapists, they really believed I just had ADHD because it's when your brain is so active and you feel that there's something so wrong in your brain, it comes out in high activity is what I've been told. My self-discovery took a while and it was a lot of just self-reflection, I think. And I think for me personally, one thing that really caught my mind that actually made me go through with the change in hormone replacement therapy was my relationships and not so much even with my family and with my friends, but with my partners. Because whenever I was with a relationship, no matter who it was, male or female, non-binary, whoever, I always felt a wrongness in me, but not because I felt wrong about myself because I've always been such a confident person. (laughs) I'm lucky in that regard. But I always had a feeling of, for example, if I had a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they would address me as she or her, something just clicked and it never felt right. And for the longest time, I just thought, okay, maybe I'm asexual. You know, I went through the whole spectrum. I thought I was a lesbian. That didn't feel right. I thought I was asexual. I think I actually remember telling you that in your car once. I said, Gloria, I don't know what I am. And you, you, and you, <laughs> I remember all your faces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember yours too. But yeah, I would go to you for that. I'm like, Gloria, what's going on? <laughs> and you didn't know either. No one really knew until I figured it out myself, <laughs> which is the process of it. So for anyone who is listening, who is questioning or is curious about their self-discovery and how they identify, my recommendation is take time just being with yourself, take time, understand your body, and just really listen to how you feel, right? And it's such a difficult thing. I'm a very logical person. 
my emotional intelligence was at zero <laughs> for a very long time. I was the kind of person who, you know, I do martial arts, I do boxing, I do all that kind of stuff. And my mental state would always be like, oh, get through it. Like, you're fine. Like, toughen up, buttercup. Like, you know, <laughs> it was very hard on myself for a very long time until a couple years ago, really, when I decided, okay, you know what? Self-care. You don't have to be so hard on yourself all the time. And I find only once I started doing that, I started the healing process. And really, transition is a healing process. A lot of people don't realize that, but it's you're healing through your feelings. So you're doing self-discovery as you heal and you're learning about yourself. And it's just such a journey. And I wish that more people knew that it's okay to be transgender because you hear so many things on the news you hear a lot of things from ignorant people. And it's that whole debate between your feelings aren't correct because I have one piece of scientific evidence or something. That's not a fair comparison, right? People who are being very rude against transgender people, you can't make that comparison. It's totally different. It's like dismissive of someone's feelings. And no one can really know how you feel except for yourself. Wow, that was so beautifully put, Chris. Just as someone on the sideline who's been able to firsthand watch your transformation and hearing you being able to put that into words right now is really awesome. I'm really happy for you. I've said that before, but I'm really happy Thank for you. you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> A lot of it really, Gloria. Like The whole process of it, I get so weirded out when people say, oh, you're so brave for doing this. Because it's not a bravery thing to me. For me, it's just necessity. It's just everyday life, you know, <laughs> like something isn't right. So I'm correcting it. So I'm happy mm. with myself. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. I think that if more people realize that it's just a natural process for the person who is going through it, there wouldn't be so much judgment on transgender people. Yeah, absolutely. Just going back to what you said before with the ADHD, and it's funny you mentioned that. You know, I used to work with kids at one of my previous jobs, and almost all the kids that were diagnosed with ADHD also have a history of trauma and PTSD. You're absolutely right. There is a huge connection with the way that the brain changes. I did also used to work at a children's hospital, and they actually told me they would purposely overdiagnose ADHD just so that kids would be able to access resources at school. Yeah, not the best way to go about it. <laughs> I went to many therapists in my childhood, but I can tell you that I was just a very strong-willed kid that I would just make all their lives a living hell, unfortunately. <laughs> I have a lot of funny stories with my therapist. If you want, I can tell you one Please. if we have the time. Yes, I've heard some, but I want to hear again. Sure. So, <laughs> well, this one time... Um, when I was a kid, my parents forced me to go to art therapy because I like art. I'm a creative person, I think. But I was just so done. You know, I just didn't give them anything they were looking for to a point where I would be molding a dragon out of like clay. And <laughs> <laughs> therapists gave me a lot of trust issues back then because she'd be like, oh, why did you choose to do a dragon? I'm like, why? You think it means something to do with power? Like you try to assess me? Like I would be so difficult. <laughs> And I remember with one of the therapists for art therapy, I told her, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll listen and I'll do what you want only if we can play one game of hide and seek first. And she was like, well, I, okay. 
And this was when I was very young and I just left the building, you know, I just left. <laughs> but, um, I was very like, I, I don't know if you do this. And a part of me always knew that I didn't really need it back then to the point I needed it for different reasons and not for ADHD. <laughs> you know, looking back on those memories, is there anything that you wish that your therapist had said or done differently? Yeah. So I believe, I think, at least for children, child therapists, which includes you to a point, but there is a structure, right? They give you a structure of how to go about talking to the kid. And over time, when you work with them, it does get more individualized, but it's a trust thing, right? So if a kid is in therapy and they don't trust you, they're not going to open up to you. You have to be totally transparent with them. And my issues with my therapist when I was young is I knew they had a goal in mind, right? They're trying to get into my brain. And I was, and that's what gave me such trust issues. You know, I remember once I even had the session where you're in that room with the mirror behind you and these ding-dongs were showing me flashcards, like ink blob cards. I don't even know why I was there. I don't know what was wrong with me then, but <laughs> my parents put me through lots of stuff. I had such bad trust issues. I was like, I'm not talking to you guys until I see the back room and see that there's no one in there. And they were just like, okay, like they had to accommodate me, but it's difficult. So I think in therapy, it really does help to let that person come into themselves on their own. You know, don't direct them anywhere. Let them feel what they feel. Maybe give them hints. And I know that you do that, Gloria. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is my opinion for other therapists, if they wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, especially with kids. Some people think that, oh, you know, kids will just wave this ball around and they'll listen. <laughs> but kids are very perceptive. And oh, yeah. Take a lot of time to build up that trust. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. I've definitely heard of, you know, not everyone has had great experiences with therapy in the past. So, Thank you for being able to share that, Chris. I think there are some listeners who will really resonate and will feel validated by your experiences. What was it like getting in touch with your inner child right. as someone who's binary and trans? How do you think it would be different? That's an excellent question. So my inner child was slash is someone who was very, very angry not being able to understand myself as a child, it just brought up a lot of anger because children, how else are they going to express themselves when they're going through something? They'll throw a tantrum, they'll cry, you know, it's a lot of emotion. But where the PTSD comes in, as a transgender or even as a non-binary person, I believe, it's very difficult understanding yourself because all the time you're thinking, what is going on with me? And you're wondering, is everyone else feeling the same way as me? And then once you realize, no, then it just becomes very lonely, right? It's a very lonely thing to go through. It's definitely very difficult. I had to go through a lot of anger issues. <laughs> but I would say that it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done. But it was definitely a necessity for my mental health. So... When I was younger, it was a lot of fear-based as well. So for me, back then, I was definitely very suicidal, very depressed. And what I'd like to say to my inner child, or what it's like even getting in touch with my inner child, is to 
slowly unfold all that fear and slowly unfold all that anger because there's so much anger. You don't know what's going on with yourself. It's so difficult to live in a body that isn't home, right? And that's what trans people are going through. They're living in a body that isn't home to them, something that cisgender people take for granted, right? To be able to look down and have a body that belongs to you. But yeah, I would say that uh, getting in touch with my inner child is basically dissecting trauma page by page, right? It's almost like, what was the metaphor you used in your earlier podcast? I think it was the onion metaphor. <laughs> what is it? Ogres are like onions? No, that's from Shrek. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So you're, you're, taking apart, <laughs> you're taking apart that onion slowly or whatever you want. And you discover it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to also be all right with who you are, right? No one, trans or cis or anybody, should ever think that they need hard validation from others to prove, again, bad use of words. You're not proving anything. You are who you are, and people either accept that or they don't. And those who don't accept it, that is 100% their problem. You as a person have no right to be going into the minds of other people, right? Like stay with yourself, learn yourself and get to know yourself before you start making assumptions or assuming people are thinking all these things about you. Your mind is such a precious thing and it only has one place to live, right? And so you have to be kind to it. Your mind can't run away, like (laughs) it stays with you. So for those who ever go through shame spirals or They don't think that they're good enough, something that's very common in the transgender community. Comparison is the devil, right? You don't want to compare to anything. You can learn from people who are teaching, but do your best not to compare with other people because it only brings unhappiness. And I guess my other piece of advice for getting in touch with your inner child as a trans person, especially for me, is just to take it slow. Society can and they will perceive you as the other, quote unquote, they can be very invalidating. And I know that it's hard to ignore societal pressures. Of course it is. But if you can get rid of the delusions, any delusion, really, for example, you're walking down the street and a group of teenagers are looking at you. I've told you before, Gloria, teenagers terrify me. (laughs) They're so judgmental sometimes. Let's say that they're looking at you and you're walking by If your mind goes automatically to, they are judging me, that's a delusion. So just get rid of it, you know. Know yourself and know that yourself will be the facts that you rely on. That's so beautiful. When you truly know yourself, there's no one that can move you on that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that can happen with trauma, with PTSD, is dissociation. So For those who don't know what dissociation is, it's almost like a fog in your brain, right? Because there's so much going on in your mind or in in your brain, it's almost overstimulating. So your body tries to save itself by shutting down. So your mind shuts down. And the way I could explain it, it's like a mind fog. So it's like when you're super, super sleepy, haven't eaten, you know, that kind of feeling, but it stays and you can't control when it comes or goes. So for the longest time, especially when I was young, I had very bad dissociation. 
I have horrible memory because of it. I can't remember <laughs> a lot of my childhood, unfortunately. You know, if that is something that you're going through, know that it can get better. If you take it one step at a time, things do get better. And I think that is important to reiterate. I know if there's any non-binary or trans people, they're probably tired of hearing that uh, it gets better. But it does. If you work towards it and you work towards your best self, the way I like to see it, Gloria, okay, if we have any gamers out there, <laughs> if we have any gamers <laughs> listening, if you are non-binary identifying or trans identifying, you're just playing the game of life on nightmare mode, okay? <laughs> like, that's all it is. Yeah. You can do it. It's bloody hard, but you can do it. And my God, will you be the coolest person when you're done? Once you realize yourself and once you go through that process, oh my God, you're just going to be such a cool person. I think people should know that. I think they shouldn't be scared. For example, if they do want to do anything with hormones, I do recommend you're very, very sure first because some of those changes are permanent. But even if you go on hormones and you want to stop after, again, totally fine. This is your journey. It's up to you what you do, not anyone else. So true. And I also, I just got this awesome visualization of you fighting a boss battle <laughs> at the last stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Bessie, just a quick message before we get back to the show. Are you a high achiever or entrepreneur who's thriving in your career but really struggling in your love life? You sound just like I was. I help high achievers just like you break the pattern of toxic relationships through inner child healing so that you can attract and create the secure life partnership of your dreams. Message me the words high achiever to learn about joining Soulmate at By Gloria Zhang on Instagram or apply directly on my website, ByGloriaZang.com. Now back to this episode. Reminds me of our Kingdom Hearts party. Our Kingdom Hearts party. Was it a couple years ago? Yeah, it was before COVID. A bunch of us are friends from high school. Yeah, we all got together. We stayed there for like a week just to like finish this game. And I don't even remember all of it because like it was just like a blur. Just like no sleep and nonstop gaming. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. I remember it was near the end of that, Gloria. I was getting real tired of you guys. I was like, get out of my house, guys. Like It's been a week now. Oh, yeah, it was your <laughs> house, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That's okay. It was good memories. <laughs> but going back to what you said before, Chris, the anger, right? You know, Getting in touch with all these feelings, it's such a huge part of inner child healing. And I don't know if this is what you meant, but a lot of kids growing up are taught that anger is bad and they get shamed for acting out on things when really kids themselves, they don't even understand why they're feeling that way. Oh, 100%. 100%. If I had someone tell me, instead of cutting me off and saying, don't be angry, like, be good, <laughs> instead of saying that, Versus saying, why are you angry and working with me through it? I think you're absolutely spot on about that, Gloria. You know, like if kids learn that it's okay to be angry because it is, you know, I think it'd be much easier growing up. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you. But um, how have you been able to get in touch with your anger now? <laughs> anger, it's allowed to come, you know, but it has to leave as well. 
this is a rule for myself, of course. No one told me this, but for me personally, if I get angry, I am not allowed to stay angry. I think it's better to release any emotions that are very, very strong, or at least try to, because just acknowledge what they are, right? So if you're feeling very angry, acknowledge your feelings, right? Feel how your chest is tightening up, feel your face and your neck, you know, getting warmer and just put yourself out of your body and realize what's happening. And maybe ask yourself, is this really necessary right now? Let yourself feel what you're feeling. This includes with sadness. It's always okay to cry. It's always okay to be upset. Let yourself feel it and then just keep moving forward after. I think one of the most toxic things we can do for ourselves other than having thoughts of shame, again, that doesn't always come from ourselves, that can be external coming in, but feeling such emotions of shame and anger and, you know, anything that brings you down. I think it's important to remember that it's okay to feel that, but it's also very important to slowly learn how to stop feeling it for such a long period of time. When I was younger, what really helped me whenever I was angry was I would do something active, you know. When you're doing active things, when you're working out, your body will just love you for it because it not only does it send signals to the brain, it just makes you feel better, right? Scientifically proven, it will make you feel better. And so that's what I do now. If I'm ever angry, I'll go uh, I'll go punch a bag, you know. I'll go <laughs> I'll go into the gym when the gyms are open anyway. I'll do my best and just work on anger that way, or even do something creative, make some art, you know, make an angry piece of art or write an angry poem, you know, do something for yourself when you're angry, let it come full circle back to you and be something productive. I have done some of Chris's workouts, and I can definitely say they are intense. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I love the tips you just shared. Just for a side note for listeners, I have an episode on how to deal with big feelings. That's episode number nine, if you're interested in getting in touch with those big feelings. You know, Chris, as you were sharing your story, to be honest, it was giving me some memories of back when I was working with kids, right? And I don't think I've ever publicly shared this, but one of the reasons I left that job was burnout. I was working with young kids with history of trauma for about two years and what kept happening was families and teachers coming to me and saying, please fix my kid. I think the burnout really was from this me trying to battle back and forth and coming back and saying, it's not the kid. For what this child is experiencing, the way that they're reacting is very normal. Maybe we should, you know, <laughs> consider a change in parenting strategies or how you're responding to the kids at work. And I think the general experience a lot of folks have in that industry is it always comes back to fix my kid, right? What's wrong with my kid? Just thought I'd share that. You know, yeah, that's definitely something that I just totally agree with you. I don't really have much to say. Well, I'm not a parent yet, but if I were, I know now not to ever be dismissive of emotion. You know, let yourself feel what you got to feel. And if you have support, that's willing to listen, that's all the better. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any advice for listeners who are supporting someone who is exploring their gender or supporting someone who is going through a transition? Yeah. 
Well, I'd like to start off by saying, for those who do identify as non-binary or transgender, support does not always mean that they understand you, right? You could have the support of your friends and your family, but it is your job to communicate how you feel because you are feeling different from others and how the general population normally feels. So the better you communicate and the more that you're willing to communicate with the people who support you, I believe that it'll be much easier for you going through what you're going through. And it's just so important to be kind to yourself. It's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to, oh, here's a big one, Gloria. It's okay to (laughs) not go through with plans. I don't know if you remember whenever we would hang out, I would dip on you so much, Gloria, (laughs) (laughs) on all our friends because I was going through some kind of thing. And for those who are supporting someone who is trans or non-binary, again, going back to what I said before, this is their healing process. So if you're willing to listen and to support them, that means the world to them. And again, it just comes to embracing who you are and embracing those who do support you because that is your family, those who support you. Those are the people you want to stick around. But communication is, I think, at the forefront. And I think it is important on both sides to communicate by asking questions and especially being patient, right? Because this is a process, it's a journey. There's a lot of things that will make it a very scary journey. It doesn't help that we're demonized in the media. It doesn't help that not a lot of people understand how we feel. But it's important to know that you don't owe anyone anything as well. If someone is constantly asking you about uh, questions that would be inappropriate for other people, right? So, for example, asking like, oh, what kind of genitals do you have? (laughs) Or what kind of, you know, questions like that, like that's not appropriate. And doing this transition later in my life, so I think I was 23, 24, what a stark change in how people treat me. You know, I went my whole life being treated quote unquote normally, and then boom, suddenly I'm pariah. And you know what? Let that happen. Because what is that except character building for me? If I was protagonist of a story, I want to be the one that I would want to read about. You know, I want to be that person who goes through the hardship and goes through that difficulty and makes it in the end, because that's the important part, right? To persevere through what you're going through, because it does get better. So I think my advice for the listeners who are exploring their gender, their queerness, Just take it slow and just learn yourself, right? And don't let other people tell you anything about yourself, especially not while you're still questioning, and especially not when you still don't know yourself. This is your story. I've always loved that fighter spirit in you, Chris. I think our group of friends has always been very understanding of those things, right? Like if you had to leave sometimes, that's something I really like about our friends group. There is a lot of understanding. Absolutely. Gloria, can I say a quote that I found online that I'd like to share? Yes, please. If that's okay, because I was going through some online (laughs) forums, honestly, but I saw one that really spoke to me because I thought if other people heard this, it might help them. So this person said, for example, this is a trans man saying this, for those who say that I'm not a man, and again, this can be the other way around for trans women. So he wrote, you know what? I'm more of a man 
than people like you will ever be. My manhood is so strong that it found me and shone through everything that I did, despite society and everyone else telling me otherwise all the time. Despite me being very fluid and acceptant to all types of gender roles, my manhood still found me and I found it. I didn't need anyone to tell me or grant me anything at my birth to know that I was a man, to know how real of a man I am. Not only did I have the strength to discover my manhood, but I have the courage to live it every single day because I don't have the privilege to always be granted it by others first. Yeah, when I saw that for the first time, I thought, wow, that's very powerful. And if I could share that with others, which I'm doing right now, it'd make me very, very happy because I think that's something people need to hear. Wow, I have chills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who was the author of that quote? It was anonymous. If there was an author, I would have named down, but I definitely took to it. I thought that was a wonderful thing to say. It almost sounds like a mantra to me, you know, like if anyone's having a bad day and they're questioning, oh, maybe society is right and maybe I'm wrong. I think personally, even I will go back to that quote and just remember, you know, that I have the courage to be myself. So a question I do want to ask Chris is if you have any funny stories that you want to share about transitioning or something that might surprise people. <laughs> yeah, I have a good one, I think. So. While I was transitioning, I was still working at the gym. It's hard when you see people because when you're at a gym, you're working with people on a like month to month basis. Almost you'll know people for years, right? So I was a little hesitant of like, how am I gonna slowly tell everybody, all my clients, what I want to tell them that I'm trans? And my boss told me, he said, this was a while back when I looked much different. He said, you know, we need more male trainers because we have just a couple of female ones right now. He wants to even it out. And so <laughs> ever since he said that, if anyone asked me, you know, like, oh, you're kind of growing a beard there. Or, <laughs> your <laughs> voice is getting lower. And I would just say, oh, you know, oh, my boss, he needed that. more male trainers. So, you know, I really respect <laughs> his gym and I, I really <laughs> want to help him out. So, <laughs> so I decided, I you know, I'll <laughs> And oh my God, Gloria, their expressions are just priceless. Yeah. <laughs> so Didn't get the joke. I would say that that was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my God. A lot of them would say, no, don't do that. <laughs> but, your, your gym is awesome. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that they were supportive. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of a fun question, but if you could put any words on a billboard for a week for everyone to see, what would you write on it? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a really good question why does my mind go immediately i don't know if you've seen the show bojack on netflix mm -hmm, yeah it just reminds me of when he made a billboard a mirror because <laughs> he's like i want people to have a mirror for the poster so they look at the poster and see themselves as the hero but then they made the poster into a billboard and then it just blinded everybody on the highway. <laughs> but um, no, what I would put, <laughs> what I would put, I think, you know that I'm a nerd, Gloria. So I love J.R.R. Tolkien. I love Lord of the Rings. They have so many good quotes. And if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings yet, I totally suggest you do. But I'm going to take a Gandalf quote, I think, because life is magic. So here we go. I think my billboard quote would be, some believe it is only great power that can hold evil in check, but that is not what I have found. 
I believe it is the small, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. Damn. (laughs) We're going to have to reflect on that one. But it's so true. Like, I still remember things that occurred years ago, right? I was having a bad day and someone offered me just like a little moment of kindness. And you just never forget those people. You never forget those moments. Of course not. And remember, Gloria, that is actually how I met you. You gave me an act of kindness and I never forgot you ever since then. And then we became good friends because I said, I got (laughs) to make a circle of friendly, beautiful people inside and out, right? So I'm so grateful for knowing you, really. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to see you in a couple of weeks. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Lockdown has been extremely hard here in Toronto. I feel like it just it never ended. Excited to reunite <laughs> with our friends. Very excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm very grateful to have you in my life too, Chris. You've definitely been there for me for a lot of ups and downs. You've also seen a lot of my faces as well. <laughs> so thank you. Well, thank you for accepting me. <laughs> what are you up to these days? Like any projects that you're working on or anything that perhaps you'd like to share with the audience? Right now, I work as a boxing instructor. So unfortunately for me, during this whole lockdown, you know, they closed gyms. So right now I am doing a lot of research and writing for screenplays that I'm doing, trying to do some music production. And Gloria, once you invited me to this podcast, I thought, oh, damn, I should probably have something for a plug because I'm horrible at social media, you know, like (laughs) I don't know how to use Instagram very well. I don't have Facebook, but I thought, okay, I got to make some kind of platform that talks about similar things for healing for LGBTQ folk. And so I started a YouTube channel, but let me tell you now, there's no videos yet because I'm still learning how, but that is something that I'm working on uh, (laughs) in my spare time. Great. What's it called and how can people find it? So it's called Inner Earthlings and you can find it on YouTube. But again, let me tell you now, I don't know how to upload videos. And once I start, I will be doing them probably weekly. Just small things that might help people who identify as trans non-binary. For example, voice work. For me, I went through some of the best voice instructors in Canada. And what I want to take from that is I want to use what they taught me and apply it on YouTube to help people learn how their voice works. If they're going through transition, how to make your voice just transition smoothly through that process as well. It's a lot of hard work. It really is. But I love it. It's very interesting work, you know, and I would love to share that with people. Same as well as more stuff about me, maybe, maybe some fitness tips for trans non-binary people. Because I know that can also be something a lot of trans identified people, it's hard to go into a gym, you know, like, it's so hard to have people see you when you want to cover up. So I'd love to put something specific to like chest exercises specific to, you know, butt workouts, whatever people want, we'll play by ear. Well, that sounds fantastic. I'm also going to include a link in the show notes below. Chris, I'll ask you to send it to me if anyone's interested. I will. (laughs) That sounds amazing. 
Wow, I think that it's so needed. I'm glad that you're going to be bringing that to the YouTube community. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will protect all of you guys who need my protection because I don't take shit from anyone. <laughs> you know that, Gloria. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> well, we're coming to the end of today, Chris, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show, for us to celebrate Pride Month together. And I already knew that being able to share your story would be so inspiring and, and so validating for a lot of folks who are listening or even listeners who are supporting friends, LGBTQ plus or non-binary or trans. Just want to ask, is there any other way that someone can reach you if they wanted to chat with you or have any questions? Yeah. I also made a new email for myself where people can reach me for anything at all. My email is innerearthlings at gmail.com. That's all one word together, inner earthlings. And yeah, if you want to reach out, I check my email, I would say probably every half hour. <laughs> I'm such a busy body sometimes. But yeah, I do check it and I will respond because I love writing. If people need help with anything, I'd love to give my advice if they so choose to listen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So you can reach me at innerearthlings at gmail.com. Okay, amazing. We'll have that in the notes as well. Well, thank you, Chris. This has been awesome. Also, just, you know, catching up with you again, but also being able to hear your story the same way. This has been an incredible episode. Thanks for inviting me, Gloria. And I promise when the stupid lockdown is over, we should go get coffee. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you again one day. Yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, come visit me sometime. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. That was my good friend, Chris. I'll have all the resources and links in the show notes below. And we'll see you next time. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one.